This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer I'm Barry Rosenfeld Happy Monday Is this the first Monday in June? Maybe? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Happy first Monday of June. <laughs> I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, a is ca- it? What a day calendar? Is it? Never heard of her. What I year don't... is it? All I know is that today, today we have a very exciting interview later in the episode with Barry's like hot and heavy just thinking about it. We recorded, we recorded <laughs> like, it like two weeks ago. Like, if you guys <laughs> listen to this podcast, you will understand. How excited. As you could see from the episode title, it's with Lisa Vanderpump. Uh, We were very excited to chat with her about her new show, Vanderpump Dogs. And we also got into Vanderpump Rules. They're filming the new season. She says it's going great. Um, So stick around for that. It's a really fun interview. And also Vanderpump Dogs, I had no idea what to expect. And I was super impressed. It comes out um, Wednesday on Peacock. And we got to check out the first couple episodes. Yeah, um, I highly suggest watching it. It, Even if you're not a dog person, it would make more sense if you are a dog person, but it's really Uh, cute. It's it's a really like very stress-free show. So, and obviously it was, she's wonderful, darling. (laughs) Somebody made this comparison and I think it's pretty accurate. It's kind of like say yes to the dress, but for adopting dogs. That is very accurate. I was, I, you know what? I remember I kept bringing up dating. I was like, man, this is kind of like a dating show, right. but it's very much say yes to the dress, but for dogs. Yeah, that's a good. And honestly, <laughs> I still stand by it. I prefer watching this over say yes to the dress. So that's. <laughs> well, I mean, because wedding dresses are boring. Dogs are cute. You know what? You nailed it. Say, yes. That's okay. It. Say yes to the dress is one of those shows where it's like, I've seen a lot of episodes of say yes to the dress, but like, Nothing ever happens. Like it's never, it's not like an, it's only, it's only an iconic show because it's been on for a long time. Like the, the actual like content itself is not that important. But there are people in the world, my mom being one of them who can literally watch Say Yes to the Dress from like sunup to sundown. And I'm like, that's, she's like, watch with me. I'm like, no, no. That's why I've seen so many episodes because my mom and my sister (laughs) have both like, binged all the seasons and I, i'll just like sit down on the couch and before we know it it's four episodes later yeah um you know good good for them compelling yeah. tv but so, that's not on bravo and you know what it is shots of sunset yeah shots and guys i just have to apologize as raspy as my voice is in general it's just a little elevated today so if, you, if you're concerned yeah. just don't be you had wedding festivities over the weekend. Wedding so. festivities and like I was singing, dancing, screaming, the usual. Oh, were you were you were you the entertainment at the I wedding? I was 
the singer in the band that she hired. No. <laughs> You're like, I'll be doing, I'll be doing a 45 minute Celine Dion cover you know, set. You know what's funny? Obviously, Dylan can sing. He's very talented. And I have made this complaint before. There, yeah. I have a raspy voice, and this is what happens after I sing like a song. So it's just unfortunate that I I can never have a singing career. I just can't. I, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't go on stage a- after a one night. That's the thing. Like the record labels are like banging down your door, <laughs> but you're just like, you know, I, 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 I can only do it once. And I'm like, you know what? Let someone else shine. I'll give that up. Just go get someone else. I Guys, will find something else to do. Ariana Grande needs a win. Give her the contract. <laughs> uh <laughs> Okay, uh, let's talk about Shaws of Sunset. <laughs> um, they conclude their trip to Palm Springs on this week's episode, and we pick up where we left off with Mike's um, little speech where he admits to sending the first round of inappropriate text messages. Pause for reaction. Just pause for being shocked for Crickets. one second. Yeah. Crickets. Jaws, jaws are not on the floor. They are shut. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, so he he admits to that, and those were the texts that Paulina had then sent, had seen in the iCloud, sent to the group, whatever. And then, so Mike drops this bombshell that after that, there were more texts that were not real, that were sent from this spoof text account. And he is saying that somebody knew that Paulina had access to the iCloud and that she would see the texts. And he says that Reza told him that it was Gigi doing these spoof texts, which like, I I can't (laughs) hear the word spoof again after this episode. Yes. And after everything, all the countless hours of Bravo we've ever watched, this is top five. One of the most confusing conversations I've ever watched. I was sitting there, you guys, you know, when you're like sitting watching TV all and you're on your phone, but even during new episodes, I do pay attention because like I have to, and I want to also, this one, I was literally sitting up watching the TV and I was like, I don't, I don't understand what's actually happening. I don't well, get it. Was it. Bu- <laughs> it was bizarre because it's like, I don't know how much I believe the whole spoof text story yeah. to begin with. But then on top of it, Mike is saying that Reza basically just told him that it was Gigi. And then like Reza is so adamant that it w- that he didn't say that that he didn't bring Gigi into it and it's strange because it's like I don't know why Mike would make up that lie about what Reza said because it's very like he said he said like <laughs> Reza's going to say he didn't Mike's going to say he did what it would have been easier if it wasn't true for Mike to just be like I think it was Golnessa without saying the Reza thing if it was a lie and okay tell me if you agree I need to know I was thinking about this and I was like I don't know if I'm crazy to me it almost seems like yes but maybe not because of this (laughs) you're crazy oh I was like wait I didn't say anything (laughs) that serious is like did I just freeze I didn't say anything yes crazy yes this hold on one second um Does it not seem like Mike and Paulina almost had like a weird pact 
And because she knew about this and he was honest about it with her, he had to come up with something else to like say to the group. And she seemed very aware of it because she was sitting there not saying anything instead of just like deading it. It almost seems there was a second half to this story because the first one just like didn't end the way it was supposed to. It- okay. I was wondering about this too, because Paulina is like extremely Calm. subdued during this whole thing. And I can't tell whether it's because she's doing the kind of like politician's wife thing where she's like (laughs) probably cried about it in private, but then like is putting on a a strong face or whether it's because she's like actually believes him or I don't know, but it's, it is one of those things where it's like before he was so adamant that none of it was true. And now he's saying that like half of it was true. And it makes me want, like we see later his conversation with Paulina where she's still very firm and like, I can't ever do this again. So like get your shit together. Like it seems strange that she would just all of a sudden be trusting about the, Oh yeah, this booth text thing sounds legit. Like whatever. It almost sounds like Mike knew exactly how much he could get away with. And right. so he was like, okay, I have to explain. Like, Paulina accepted this first round of texts, but, like, I have to have an explanation for the rest of them. Yeah, and to be honest, I wish that more happened in Palm Springs. Like, this was a very quick filming um, aspect. I and I wish that the entire thing wasn't this conversation because, like, that took was- away the fun for everybody else. Right. When it when that night ended and they woke up the next morning and people were already starting to leave, I was like, wait, 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 we just we just got here. Hey. Like there wasn't I it didn't it felt like uh, one day shorter than a trip like this should be on a Bravo show, because yeah. the next morning it's like you have Gigi is, you know, saying that she doesn't feel like she can trust anyone because Reza maybe was throwing her onto the bus. Um, you have London with her little pendulum trick um, <laughs> which oh my god and then you have mj and Gigi having a nice moment and then it's like uh, the trip is over like we needed like a- another dinner I-, I was gonna say i wanted that or i was leaning more towards like a pool party i wanted a pool party mm. we we're in palm springs like hello these are like bougie people i wanted to see like the outfits the jewelry the like drama even there but i really did like love that between MJ and Gigi like so much and I was laughing so I was like oh Gigi right away was like sorry MJ was like I you know I want to move forward and she was in agreement and then she was like you know maybe we can trust each other whatever and Gigi was like well I don't really see that happening anytime soon but like she was very like quick (laughs) to be like well slow down Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honeylove, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honeylove, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash 
MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I do appreciate on this show, I feel like MJ and Gigi and then separately but kind of similar MJ and Reza are all in a place where they are like, we are too old to just like be in this place of pettiness. And it's not like they're never going to have any issues with each other or like they're going to be perfect best friends right away. But it does feel like they have grown at least in a sense of like, I don't want to spend... You know, this next chapter of our lives, like fighting over dumb shit. Like, I'm sure there's still going to be arguments, but it's like we can actually put the past in the past. And that's why it's so hard later in the episode seeing how all Reza wants to do is meet Maris's baby. Yeah. And he wants to meet Sham so bad. And Tommy is like drawing this line in the sand. And it's really sad because it's like, obviously, what happened with Tommy and Reza is like a whole can of worms, but like it really sucks to see Reza expressing these genuine feelings and wanting to be in this place of closeness with his friend. And like, yeah, they they can't quite get there yet. Well, it's crazy even to see how far MJ and Reza have come. Cause remember for a while, I always in my, the bottom of my heart was like, they'll, they'll, do something, but yeah, their friendship will never be where it was. But at the same time, MJ is like, listen, the fact that I can even in my head, in my opinion, she was like, the fact that I can even be friends with Reza is a huge stepping stone. If Tommy's right. terms are just him not meeting Shams, then that's what it has to be for now for us to have a friendship. And I feel like right. she's taking that as like, you know what? This is the best I can do right now. And I have to respect my husband. Although then when she was telling Gigi this, you know, they met for that really cute little play date. Um, I was confused at that point when MJ was like, well, it's forever. Cause Gigi was like, is there an expiration on date on that? And MJ was like, no, I thought at first it was just until like for a little bit, like until Tommy gets more comfortable. But from what it seems is that he like never wants him to meet the baby, which is really sad. It's, I mean, it's just tough because I think, there are legitimate reasons for the hurt feelings in this situation, Mm -hmm. but it sucks because we've seen numerous times Reza communicate how badly he wants to meet Maris's baby. And it's just, is it's just, it's just tough. I wanted to know why Gigi didn't bring Elijah to the little park play date. Like I know he's a, he's younger than Shams, but I was like, wait, like it seemed like just a cute, and he's been on camera before. So I was like, why didn't oh, he I come? Kinda, I kind of didn't even notice that he was. Yeah. There. I was, I thought it like was, that was the purpose, but she brought the dog, which is great. But I was like, wait, I wanted the babies to like play together. 
but yeah it's weird because they're like they're obviously not that far apart in age like in the grand scheme of things but Shams is like probably like a year older than Elijah Uh, yeah I think that the more the growing up that really happened was the fact that both of them are now moms. They see what's important in life and they are both on the same page with that. They're both happy, extremely happy for each other. And that's just what we love to see on Shaz. It reminds me a little bit of a couple seasons ago on Real Housewives of Atlanta when Kenya and Portia had that sort of brief moment after they both had their daughters where it was like, they were not, I would never, I would not say they were ever real friends, but they had this moment of like acknowledgement for each other and like respect for each other of like, we are on this journey together kind of. And obviously that did wait, not last. Hopefully. Wait, hopefully, is that the uh, scene the- at the birthday party? Was that the scene at the birthday party where they're all dressed up in like, and both holding yeah, the babies? Was it Brooklyn's birthday? Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what scene you're talking about. And like Shamia's there with her. Yeah. Yes. And, I hope that uh, Golnessa and MJ can uh, maybe keep it together a little more than Portia and Kenya. I uh, I think they will. I think they will. Guys, we I can't mean, go that long without talking about Atlanta. Like, we just, like, looped that in. <laughs> well, everything is connected. I mean, we'll see this season on Vanderpump Rules. I'll be curious to see how the babies of it all affects that group. Because we saw last year after the season had wrapped that Sheena and Lala were like not friends and they were having a lot of issues. And so I'm curious on this season now that they both have babies. Yeah. You know, we've seen them, we've seen them be a little more cordial on social media maybe, but like, I'm curious if that will kind of lead them to a friendship. Again. Yeah. So, so far we are seeing that babies are really bringing together the frenemies of the Bravo world, you know, like they're really, helping out the situations and giving more storylines. So it's like a beautiful thing. You know, I always say you shouldn't have a baby to try and save your relationship, Uh but maybe, maybe not your (laughs) romantic relationship, but Hey, it might save, you know, a former, a former friendship. (laughs) It's like, I don't think we're going to work out together, but if I want to be friends with people, like we need to start having babies. Okay. (laughs) Basically I, I'm, I want to talk a little bit about this um, this conversation that Mike and Paulina have after they get back from Palm Springs, mm. because we've obviously seen Mike, you know, go through shit like this in the past. And I thought it was interesting to hear him say, you know, Paulina's being very clear how she can't do this again. And Mike tells us that if, if the roles were reversed, he would have a really hard time forgiving Paulina. And I think it's like, I'm glad he's self-aware about that fact, but it's also like, I feel like Mike having anything to say about this is like kind of cringe. Cause it's like, I mean, and you also like, I hate to say this because like, you know, people say people don't change whatever, but like you could, you could get help, whatever. Um, Mike is the epitome. Mike, Mike's not changing. I'm sorry. Like I would be, well, I am less yeah. than shocked about if when anything happens with Mike, because it's like, <gasps> he would never do that. No, he would. And like, nothing he does surprises me. Like, I'm sorry. He's a nice guy. He's not a dick. He's not like, you know, a mean, um, <clears throat> I know. Sorry. <laughs> asshole. Like, but like <laughs> he, 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 no, 
we've seen worse guys like on the, he's not a Jax. I think Jax right. is an asshole. Mike seems yes. like a really nice guy. Mike is Mike is a nice guy who is bad at yeah. being good in relationships. Right. Jax is a bad guy who is not good in, really, <laughs> in relationships. Right. Jax, Jax is like an extra layer. <laughs> um, okay. I think that means it's time for our grab the skinny pop moments of the day. Endless entertainment calls for endless popcorn. And luckily every kernel of skinny pop is so light, crunchy and delicious we love to eat it by the handful or even the bagful. Um, leading out of what we were just talking about with Mike, my grab the skinny pop moment today is that last morning at Palm Springs when it's Maris and Golnessa and London and <laughs> randomly Nima is still there. And I love that MJ is saying that Mike, she believes Mike because Mike doesn't lie except about who. <laughs> about who he sleeps with. <laughs> it's just, I love that like the entire group at this point just has like zero faith in Mike when it comes to being faithful in a relationship because it's like, as we were just saying, he has earned that reputation. But I love the the distinction that MJ's like, well, he wouldn't lie about this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's good or bad. I guess that might be a good thing about a friendship is that they'll stick up for you when they, when they know you, it is, it, it is, is real. I mean, yeah, they have enough history that it's like, I don't think it's not like some housewife situation where it's like somebody just came onto the show this year and it's like, okay, I don't think she seems like a liar. It's like, no, they have this history where they, they know how to deal with right. each other. Right. Um. Okay. My grab the skinny pop moment was that scene when, Mike and Nima went to the gym. I needed some serious entertainment this weekend. And like, it was just really funny seeing this, this like woman trainer kick their ass. The both Mm -hmm. of them like couldn't even like, they had no stamina at all. And I was like, I love these random little scenes that are thrown into the show of them like on their everyday lives. But those two together at the gym, they should have just like stuck to the treadmill for just like a half hour until, <laughs> but I was also, like, um, this is great. They're like stopping traffic. They're running through an alleyway. I was like, guys, oh my God, what is happening here? Also MJ and Reza doing their like workout on the stairs. On the that stairs. looked kind of fun. Yeah, it did. But it looked really like, where were they? They were like on someone's roof and then like running down really steep stairs. Like they were going really slow and, and MJ got a head start. I love that. <laughs> And she's like, is this pace good? And and Russell's like, I'm doing my butt thing. (laughs) I love them. I'm so happy they're together. They're friends. Like, I really hope it stays that way. I feel like they are in a place where they, it doesn't feel like they're just sort of testing the waters anymore. Because at first it was kind of like, it's like when you put two like dogs together and you're like, can they even be in the same room? And now it feels like they actually can just like hang out, which is, it's nice to see. Right. Last season was last season of this show was so toxic. And so it's like, it's nice to just be able to have like some drama happening in the group, but not like a full out war going on. Totally. So well, that's today's Grab the Skinny Pop moments. You can grab Skinny Pop yourself at Retailers Nationwide or go to the Shop Now page on skinnypop.com. Don't go anywhere because our interview with Lisa Vanderpump is coming up in just a second. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. We are now joined by a very special guest. You know and love her, of course, from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Vanderpump Rules, and her new show on Peacock, Vanderpump Dogs, Lisa Vanderpump. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. We are very excited to have you on the podcast. We were so excited to hear about Vanderpump Dogs. Of course, this project has been in the works for a while. How do you feel about the fact that it's finally out in the world and you can kind of spread the Vanderpump Dogs message with everyone? Well, I'm so proud of the foundation and everything we've achieved over the years. So to shine a light on it has really been, you know, pretty extraordinary. It's been a long journey, really. Um, I think it's been about five years now since the inception of Vanderpump Dogs. And we've rescued something like two and a half thousand dogs domestically, but many, many others all across the world. And I just want to say I've got the most incredible team of people that just give their lives um, to to really rescuing and, and passionate about the welfare of dogs. So this show is just everything. This show isn't so much about the foundation. It's more about the connection between people and individual dogs as we try to find the right match. And it's beautiful stories. I mean, very. there's a lot of, there's, there's going to be tears in the show. There's going to be laughter, yeah. there's humor, but there's a lot of poignancy. And it's sometimes a case of who's rescuing who, you know, and, and with our dogs, they're like, they're absolutely of paramount importance to us that we find them because this is normally their second chance, you know, at finding their forever home. And sometimes we have to wait a while and we hope that the right person will walk through that door. So this is really six beautiful episodes and many stories of people just finding their, their beloved pets. And, you know, sometimes it's more complicated than others, but it's definitely got a feel good factor, this show. And I'm really, really proud of it. But most of all, I'm really, really proud of all the people that work at the Vanderpump Dog Foundation because we do so much internationally as well. And we've just got incredible people that give their lives to the welfare of dogs. So I was really hoping to not like get emotional during this interview. <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> but 
Um, I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, so you've been, you've been passionate about rescuing dogs. We've seen that for so long and accomplished so much already. So what do you still want to accomplish and how do you think Vanderpump dogs might inspire other people to get involved helping animals? Well, I think, uh, Ken Todd, you know, my husband and John Sessa and I, we had this idea to reinvent the Vanderpump Dog Center so that people felt very comfortable. I think a lot of times people were reticent to go into rescue centers thinking it's going to be such a heartbreaking experience, especially when they're kill shelters. But the Vanderpump Dog Foundation, all these dogs are safe there, but we take on some really, really difficult cases sometimes. Dogs that have been, you know, hit by cars left on the side of the road have to amputate some you know, sometimes dogs, you know, need terrible surgeries to save their lives. And it's just, I want to shine a light on rescue and the positivity of rescue and how much a dog can benefit your life, as we see so often in this series. Um, it's just been an incredible experience. As I say, when you walk into Vanderpump Dog Rescue, you feel like you're in a place where I think, it's got a very much a, a joie de vivre, a feel-good factor about it. And the dogs are safe and happy. So it's not one of those traumatic experiences. I would encourage everybody to rescue. And I think in the last few years, we've definitely seen, you know, a change in the attitude for, um, for rescue as opposed to breeders and, and, and puppy mills, eradicating puppy mills. Vanderpump Dog Foundation has also been instrumental in co-writing resolutions uh, speaking at Congress to try to end the dog meat trade, you saw we had a documentary, mm -hmm. um, The Road to Yulin and Beyond, that was produced by myself, my husband, and John Sessa. You know, we've, we've been very instrumental in trying to change the treatment of, of dogs, the inhumane treatment of dogs worldwide. But this is this series is all about beautiful stories, individual stories of people that come through the doors of the Vanderpump Dog Rescue and really, you know, find their connection and that connection of his utmost importance to us. And you see some of the, you know, some of the dogs, the matches, it's almost, it's almost like a dating service for dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really try and get it right. And it's been beautiful. It was so much fun to film, but it also, you know, there are kind of definitely challenging moments emotionally. You definitely feel that. I mean, as you see a dog, that's just had his leg amputated, you know, run up the stairs for the first time. And, and otherwise this dog would have just been left for dead. And then you finally see that dog, you know, maybe find its forever home. And, you know, things like that are very, very important to us. I remember last year when it was announced that this show was happening. Obviously, we loved the drama on, you know, some of your other shows that you've been on. And people thought it was going to be kind of like Vanderpump Rules, but they're working at a dog grooming place and there's going to be, you know, fighting and drama. But I love no, that it really no, no, is no. a totally no. different. It's a totally different feel. Obviously, it's something you're so passionate about. Did you always know that you wanted the dogs show to be kind of a different type of feeling when you watched it? Oh, absolutely. I don't think you want any kind of emotional dysfunction and those kind of dynamics in the world of rescue, even though there's the emotions behind it, of course, because a lot of the stories are very emotional. Um, I'm sure there's a little bit of backwards and forwards and argy-bargy in any business, certainly that I've ever had. 
Um, but no, it's a very different animal, so to speak. Banner <laughs> Pump Rules is in production now, and it again is off gangbusters. But that's about a group of friends, and that's about a dynamic of work, them working together and trying to navigate their relationships. This is more about really connecting people with the dogs. The dogs are of the utmost importance in this equation. And there's definitely a little kind of a lot of barking and scrapping amongst the dogs, that's for sure, but not amongst <laughs> the people. We don't want to see that. Yeah, I feel like people don't understand who either don't have dogs or don't rescue that it's a process. You don't just walk in and you're like, I want that one. Like, it's a very serious process for for you to see that the dog is able to live with this family. And I loved watching that on the show. It was like, for a second, I was like, I'd rather watch this for the rest of my life than watch a dating show of humans. You know, you know what? I feel the same way because when you see the show, it provokes such kind of emotion and poignancy. And it, there's such a feel good factor. And I think a lot of people have discovered, you know, pets and their animals of utmost importance and prioritize them, you know, through COVID because it's been so lonely for so many people. Yes. Um, and, and suddenly maybe realize or a little bit more aware of how they can change your lives. Um, but we do do, you know, we're very stringent with how we kind of proceed with the process, you know, with home studies and trying to make sure that each dog finds the right home because, for the most part, this is their second chance. We do have puppies birthed in the center because we're one of the few, well, probably one of the only places that would take pregnant mothers and not euthanize them. A lot of people, they euthanize their shelters, have to euthanize them because they can't give eight weeks to the puppies. So we actually birth the puppies, um, which is just a beautiful experience because they're, they're dogs that actually come to the rescue without history of any abuse or neglect. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really a heartwarming show. And I think people love it. And it's a show that you can watch with your children. It's a show, you know, totally. about compassion, about empathy and um, and sometimes a little bit of heartbreak, too, I have to say. You were talking about during the pandemic, obviously, it was extremely tough for restaurants and bars, but a lot of people were adopting dogs for the first time. Were you able to really capitalize on that in the last year and find homes for a lot of dogs during the pandemic? Well, I can't say we can capitalize on that because, you know, our, we had to have very stringent procedures in place just to open the doors because we managed to stay open through COVID. Okay. Which wasn't easy. But yes, there, were de there was definitely a need for dogs, for rescue dogs. But it's also a dog isn't just for Christmas. We always talk about that. You know, it's not just for to get you through the pandemic. They're lifelong companions and that's what we want to make sure that people understand. You're not just taking a dog to sit on your lap while you watch TV through COVID. You know, we have to make sure they have the best homes. But for a lot of these dogs, the alternative was they, they're gonna be put down. So to see them just go to people that love them and enjoy them. And we have a lot of updates with our dogs. You know, they keep in contact with the people at the center and let us know, you know, how they're doing, which is really important. Yeah. I tell you, though, the world of rescue, it's such a different world to anything else I've ever been in. And some of the people there, I, I just, we just couldn't do it without really good-hearted people that want to put the dogs first.
And over the years, I've seen some things that you won't see on, on Vanderpump Dogs Rescue because, you know, we've seen some terrible atrocities because we've been an advocate in the fight against Yulin. So we've seen things that, but we, we try to kind of move forward in trying to eradicate, you know, the torture and all the awful things that have been happening all over the world. Well, thank you for not showing, even though it is important for people to see it, but thank you. I am curious, why do you try to focus on the employees not adopting or rescuing the dogs? Oh, gosh, because I'm as guilty as the next one. You know, (laughs) I remember I got into a fight the first week we had the center open because I saw this little dog and somebody wanted it, but I wanted it. And oh. it was I a dog called Milky. I remember it, you know, and, and there's been that Milky was the first of many. So a lot of the people that work, they, they want to bring their dogs to work as well, rather than leave them at home. So I can't because we all fall in love with nearly every dog that comes through the doors. So I probably had about seven really difficult cases of where I had been devastated to let them go. And even in the show, I had a couple that I just thought, I can't, I can't adopt them out. Once I do and I rip the Band-Aid off and I know they're really loved and they're really wanted, (laughs) then I feel better about it. But there was, I mean, Scotty comes to mind. There there were just (laughs) dogs that I I fall in love. I really fall in love. So I could be like a hoarder myself. But, you know, at some point I'd had 10 dogs here myself. So I could, you know, I'm erring on the side of crazy. I was well, going mean, to say, it seems, the, yeah. The it, dogs, <laughs> the the horses, the swans. <laughs> it's, it seems that you don't want the employees to adopt them because you <laughs> aren't letting yourself adopt them. So You know what? I only have one dog uh, from Vanderpump Dogs that was in terrible state. And I said I would have her to my house to rehabilitate her because she wasn't doing well at the center. Mm-hmm. So then she went back. We thought maybe she'd get you know better there once I'd kind of helped her along she didn't do well there at all which is very unusual normally the dogs thrive there they get so much physical interaction and attention so i brought her back to me again and then i couldn't let her go she was a wheaton she'd been in a cage for about seven months and she was very had weak back legs from you know atrophying and and she really wasn't in good shape so now she's a bouncing bear at villa rosa so that's (laughs) (laughs) i think any dog would obviously love to be you know stay at villa rosa for a while so i I don't feel too bad for them (laughs) we're human i know right well it is it is my little sanctuary i have to say and to find a property in la where you can have, you know, because many houses, I think the kind of the most you can have would be three, but I'm zoned for livestock here. So I can have the miniature horses. It's very unusual property that I'm in. That's why I'm here. I love it. Is that Um, coincidental or you knew that when you bought? No, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. I was like, oh my, oh my goodness. Well, funny thing. I needed a place to entertain wild animals when I was on Housewives, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious, have you helped any of your uh, co-stars, current or former, find dogs through the foundation? Um, Well, they've all got dogs pretty much. Yes, there's been a couple that have adopted from the foundation, but I have to say a lot of the cast in Vanderpump Rules over the years, we had one cast member on another show uh, dump one somewhere else that we had to save for the second time around, but we won't mention that. Um, (laughs) But for the most part, a lot of the Vanderpump Rules kids 
used to be really proactive in helping us. Like we would do a fundraiser every year called World Dog Day, which mm-hmm. we're hoping to do again this year. And they're all really step up to it. A lot of the Vanderpump Rules kids are really, really, yeah, love dogs and big dog activists. So yeah, they, they've really helped. Yeah, we've, we've seen that before. I'm excited to hopefully see it again. <laughs> I'm curious, we've mentioned Vanderpump Rules. Obviously, you said the season's in production. Um, do you think with a lot of the casting changes, we have new mothers on the show this year. Uh, wh- how do you think the kind of overall atmosphere is going to change on the show? And is it going to be maybe a little bit of a fresh vibe this season? Well, I do think it's got a different feeling. But I have to say even though it feels a little bit more mature in some ways, because as you say, we've got two new babies on the show, there's still that intense dynamic of people knowing each other for years and how things change so quickly. So even though we're not that far into the series, just the first few episodes, I'm like, wow, pow, pow, pow. It seems like this group of people are so authentic and they've known each other for so many years. It always kicks off. Uh, it's a show we could actually film, I think, 52 weeks a year. Whoa, Don't tempt I would us. love that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would <laughs> hate that. Are you kidding? No. You might not make oh, it, we but would like we would it. enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have to say, coming back, what I love is to see some of the progress. But often it's, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Right. But yeah, it's it's been great to have the show back. It really has. And I'm emotionally connected to so many of them. But it's definitely been a bit complicated. I would definitely say so far, the first six episodes are definitely complicated. And uh, oh. I'm fascinating. I could honestly say gangbusters so far. <laughs> we were we were very excited to see the engagement uh, yes. of James and Raquel. Happy for them. <laughs> yes, I was, but there's a couple of things. Yes, okay. Well, we'll see when you see the show. <laughs> well, will we see? That's exciting. I'm very excited. I I love. I just can't stop thinking about how you said 52 weeks and Dylan and I gasped and you and you were about to take back what you just said. But you already <laughs> said the first six episodes are crazy. So can you imagine what a whole... Well, it's not, it's not so much crazy, but it's complicated. Right, and right. It's, um, you know, and also, I, what I actually have the text here uh, to Bill Langworthy, our showrunner, who I'm very close to, and also I did Overserved with him. I do Vanderpump Rules and Vanderpump Dogs. And uh, he he loves Van Pop Dogs, this show, by the way. Absolutely loves it. But um, I said, you can definitely tell they've been locked up for a year. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> I think anybody who has worked on your other shows would love Vanderpump Dogs because it's so fun to get to see that side of you. So passionate about the animals, obviously. And I mean, it's just a great show. We're finding homes for all of these dogs with people. I can't imagine anyone not not being supportive of that. It's such a beautiful show. It's got such a feel-good factor. It's so poignant. It's so... um, just the stories and the connections and it's also fast paced and it's definitely got humor in it because everything I think I produce and along with the Langworthy, it always definitely has that kind of amazing edit and quick pace and everything, but it's very beautiful. And I think it's the kind of shows 
that you could just you could watch ten of them like that. It, it's just one story after another. The connections and and sometimes things go wrong as well because that's our reality. But our star, um, I think, with John Sesser as a co-producer on this show, you know, when we've really seen the whole authentic kind of starting a rescue from scratch, how challenging it's been. It's been an incredible show, and producing it was just—it was a lot of fun. But wow, incredible stories! It really was. Yeah, I—that was one of my favorite parts. Well, by the way, I did sit and watch a few episodes in a row. I'm, I was upset when there wasn't another oh. one. You know, when you went to go press <laughs> and press play, and I was like, "Oh my How god, many there's episodes a- have you seen?" I watched I- three or. Four, five, yeah, like I four. I think I saw three. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's a it's a good binge binge view for sure. Yes, (laughs) because you just want to see more dogs. And like you said, each it's very interesting how there's a different story. So like happy, sad, maybe one didn't find what they were looking for, and that just goes to show you that it's funny. Like we're talking about humans, you don't just settle. Like you have to find the right home. But it is really nice. I I have told, I will tell, continue to tell people to watch it and also adopt. <laughs> I know. And when you see one dog, you see them waiting there and they want their day. And it's just like, it's going <laughs> to be your day. I know it's going to be your day. And when they get their day, it's like your heart bursts. You know, it's just wonderful. It's wonderful. Totally. Well, it's- Lisa, I'm so happy we were able to speak to you today. Everybody yeah. check out Vanderpump Dogs streaming on Peacock. It really is. It's everything you're talking about. Feel good show. You know, very cute dogs, very happy owners, and you're going to love it. And I think watch it with your kids as well. But it is very poignant. As I say, rescue's not all just, you know, it's not that simple sometimes. But yeah, they're beautiful stories. But yeah, sometimes it, it does tug at your heartstrings. Yeah, Lisa, thank you. This thank was you so much for amazing. being here. We love this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to both of you. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Don't forget to rate, review, follow our podcast wherever you listen. We will be back tomorrow night. In the meantime, just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.